0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Kelly
1: and
2: Kelly. Previously on This Sounds Serious.
3: I couldn't have been there to help him because I was at a town council meeting.
2: We now know Rhoda was lying. She wasn't at a council meeting when Jimmy took the bank hostage.
1: I mean, she hasn't been to a town council meeting since 2009.
2: And we know Jimmy has already lied to me. He said he didn't know Melissa, but several people in his online community have confirmed that he did.
0: I think Jimmy maybe thought they were closer than they really were, but they definitely, you know, they were tight, though.
2: And as much as I want to go after Jimmy and Rhoda and accuse them of something, I can't. They're not legally bound to tell me the truth. And honestly... They could have more benign reasons for lying. And frankly, I don't even know what I know. When you're investigating a story like this, sometimes you hold on to the pieces of evidence that support your theory and discard the pieces of evidence that don't. But I believe that what Jimmy said during the hostage situation is true. His mother killed Melissa.
4: Listen, you need to arrest the mayor, okay? She killed my
2: girlfriend. But we don't have a body. We don't have a car. We don't have any physical evidence that links Melissa to Jimmy or even to the town of Tom Day.
5: If anyone has any information about Melissa, please contact the police.
2: I want to figure this out.
5: We we just want to see her again.
2: So let's look at the evidence we do have and see if it gets us any closer to finding Melissa Turner. It's This Sounds Serious, Missing Melissa, a CastBox original. I have four theories, and by hammering them out, I'm going to try to narrow it down to one. Okay, theory one.
1: People say she's America's most missing person.
2: That's Detective Philip Moore of the Twin Falls Police Department, We heard from him in episode one. He's the detective investigating Melissa's disappearance.
1: The truth is, she's an adult, and she can leave town whenever she wants.
2: This is the most encouraging theory about Melissa, the theory that she just decided to pull up stakes and go off on her own. It's a romantic idea, abandoning her past and reinventing herself. And Detective Moore has some fascinating insights about how she could have done it.
1: She's been disappearing her whole life. She's got her 10,000 hours. She could have gone off the grid. On the day she disappeared, she bought a scratch and win ticket. She could have scratched and won. Obviously, but nobody by the name of Melissa Turner has claimed a large lottery prize. And true, uh, there hasn't been any activity on her bank or credit cards since she went missing. But we also know this about her. A few months before she went missing, she won a raffle at work.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the company Christmas party, she won a gift card from Applebee's. It was big too, man. It was like a thousand bucks or something.
2: That's Joe, Melissa's old coworker from the supermarket.
5: A thousand bucks, man. That's so much. You know, she could she could travel all around the country just going from Applebee's to Applebee's. I mean, have you seen the calories on those menus? The App's alone, man. She's eating good. You might not find her for years, and there's no way to trace those gift cards the way you can a credit card.
1: And they sell all kinds of gift cards at every grocery store checkout stand. She could have loaded up on these things before she disappeared. She could be buying groceries at, at Target, untraceably. She could be buying energy drinks at 7-Eleven, untraceably. She could be purchasing songs from iTunes,
5: untraceably. Is traceably a word? She had these diaries. Um, we found them after she disappeared.
2: That's Melissa's dad,
5: Bruce and she had all this stuff in there um about this whole mess of a plan to go missing forever.
2: The whole gift card thing is an interesting piece of the puzzle. It's fun thinking how creative Melissa would have to be to disappear. But honestly, it's a little far-fetched on its own. Having Melissa's own writing is what makes this theory a bit more solid in my eyes. Hmm. Do you uh do you still have the diary?
5: Uh yeah. Yeah, I do.
2: If it's not too hard, um do you think you could read some of it to me, Bruce?
5: Oh, uh yeah, sure. Um I'll I'll, I'll go get it. Hold on. <coughs> Great. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Yes, okay. December 4th, 2016. I guess it takes people a long time to figure out who they are. Everyone says I'll figure it out and stop bouncing from job to job and settle down. But I know who I am. I'm the girl who isn't there. I'm the one who disappears. I have to accept that. Everybody has to accept that. One day, everyone will see this is who I am. I'll go missing and never come back. I'll vanish. I'll vaporize and occupy the space between air molecules. And people will wonder where I am while they're breathing me in. And, uh, that's where it ends. Um, I mean, it's weird stuff. I I don't know how much I believe in it. I don't think she became a vapor.
2: So maybe that's it. Maybe she did it. Maybe she got what she wanted, to go missing for good. I need to own up to my own failures here. It's fun to learn about a strange small town, chaotic family relationships, and bizarre online communities. But it's maybe been too easy for me to forget that this is Melissa's story.
0: Uh, So this isn't, like, traditional origami. It's more modern and contemporary. Um, It's a black hole—
2: Her life is her own journey, and maybe I've been too focused on outside forces acting upon her and forgetting that she has agency over her own future.
0: And I think they're pretty cool because um, there's something that not a lot of people have seen. Is this my
2: problem? Is it that true crime reporting has conditioned me to always expect every mystery to have a grisly explanation? She's a prolific missing person, and this could very well be a culmination of her life's work, as
0: weird as that is to say. And um, I don't know, sometimes I just think it would be nice to just get sucked into
2: one. She could have gone missing on her own terms. She could have found her own corner of the world. She could be listening to this right now and laughing.
5: Well, I mean, that's what we like to think. Um, We have this little saying, uh, we don't like to think she's looking down at us from heaven. We like to think she's looking sideways at us from a different city, like maybe Ann Arbor.
2: So that's the first theory. Melissa's out there somewhere. Theory two.
1: Did I sleep with Melissa? I don't know. I sleep with a lot of women.
2: That's Ronnie Rashan. We heard from him a couple of episodes ago. He's part of the online smelling community that Jimmy and Melissa were in, and he claims he knew Melissa intimately.
1: I remember Jimmy was obsessed with her, and she was kind of obsessed with me. There's a certain type of female admirer that shows up to the conventions hoping to hook up with some of the bigger noses. They're groupies. We call them nose bunnies. Some people call them stink hounds, (laughs) but I'm a gentleman.
2: Ronnie is an interesting one. There are a few possible theories around him. Maybe he's telling the truth and he knows just as little as the rest of us. But I feel like he knows more than he's letting on.
0: Guys like him are the reason there are so few women in the community.
2: That's Esmeralda again. She's another member of the smell community.
0: One time, I posted a video and mentioned the power of dragon's blood incense. And he said, You like dragon's blood? Well, then name 11 of its botanical derivatives. Like, (laughs) I never saw him post a comment like that on a man's video. So he's unsavory,
2: but why would I suggest that Ronnie might be responsible for Melissa's disappearance? There
3: are some people you meet that just feel like they're pure evil. Ronnie Rochon is
2: one of them. This is Susan. That's not her real name. Oh, uh, what, what name would you like me to use for you? Oh, you can use whatever name you want. Uh, how about Susan?
3: Well, don't just make up a word. I <laughs> mean It should probably be a real name. Uh, Susan is a name.
2: Seriously? She says she had a brief relationship with Ronnie that started after she left a comment on one of his videos.
3: It was like, that looks like it smells amazing. And then he DM'd me and said, it does. So I wrote him back and I said, we don't have smells like that where I live. And then he responded by saying, where do you live? And then I responded saying, Sacramento. And then he wrote, Sacramento, California. And then I wrote back, yeah. And then he wrote, I don't know Sacramento, but I can recommend some incense shops in Fresno. So then I wrote, maybe I could come visit where you live. Where do you live? And he was like, Reno. And I was like, Reno, Nevada? And he was like, yeah.
2: Do you want me to keep going? She says she took a bus to Reno and showed up at his front door.
3: Uh, I always thought he was kind of sexy, yeah. But when I met him in person, there was a coldness to him. He's got these, like, black eyes. And I don't mean like he'd been punched in the face. It's it's the, the colored part of the eye. You know that part, the iris? It's like a monster staring at you.
2: She says his apartment also gave her a bad feeling.
3: He had swords on every table. There were nunchucks in the front hall. He had these brass knuckles above his bed. Oh, and instead of curtains, he had that yellow, you know that yellow snake flag that says, don't walk on me? He had that in his window instead of curtains. That's sad. That's what bummed me out the most. I was like, come on, man, you're 40, buy a curtain. To his credit, though, his apartment smelled amazing, but it was not enough to keep me there, so I turned to leave, and then he blocked me.
2: She says there was a brief struggle but she was able to push past him and run out of the building.
0: Personally, I think he's a sociopath. That's Esmeralda again. The things he's done to be successful, he has no regard for other people, zero. Everyone's a phony, everyone's less than him. Plus, a lot of us know about his temper.
2: She sent me a video.
1: What I wanna do here is give an example of the Ronnie Roshan method of managed inhalation. Using the Ronnie Roshan crushed magnitude inhalation pipe.
2: This was a live stream of Ronnie Roshan, which he pulled down immediately afterwards, but copies still exist.
1: This pipe is hand-blown in Italy. And it's tempered glass, practically unbreakable.
2: He's giving a tutorial on what he calls managed inhalation. I can't pretend I know what that means, but just listen.
1: So basically what we're looking at here, here are the double inhalation tubes. And we have the catch-all on the other side.
4: Oh, Motherfucker! <sighs> fucking Italians! Jesus Christ, you unbreakable glass, Felice! You piece of shit!
2: It's hard to watch.
4: You think you can hide from me? I'll fucking
2: find you!
4: I will find you, Felice. I'll sniff you out.
2: And there's more. Ronnie Rashan has a history of violent crime. In 2006, he pled no contest to assault charges after a bar fight in New Orleans.
3: He's definitely capable of murder.
2: But there's no evidence that he was planning to see Melissa. There's no evidence that he left Reno at any point. But we do know this. When she arrived in Riddle, Idaho, where she was last seen, she was traveling south. If she kept driving that direction, she could make it to Reno in about six hours. But the gas station attendant in Riddle says she turned around and went back the opposite direction, north, and the security cameras didn't pick up which way she actually went. It's possible he's remembering it wrong. There's a lot of things I like about the Ronnie Rashan theory.
1: I will find you. I will
2: fucking murder you. Coming up after the break, we look at Tom Day Mayor, Rhoda Day.
6: maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
2: We're going through four theories in this episode, and this is number three. I couldn't have been there to help him. Rhoda Day, the longtime mayor of Tom Day and the mother of Jimmy Klein. She claims she was at a city council meeting when Jimmy took the bank hostage and accused her of murdering Melissa. But according to Don Ruggiero, the city manager, she never attends council meetings.
1: She stopped coming to town council meetings like nine or 10 years ago.
2: And according to the council minutes, he's right. And when I call to ask her about it, I keep getting sent to voicemail.
6: You've reached the office of Mayor Rhoda Day in Tom Day, Oregon. Did you know that Tom Day has more than a dozen public gardens?
2: Rhoda was initially very kind to me, all things considered.
6: Please visit our website.
2: She welcomed me to her town, invited me into her home, all while I was trying to find out if she or her son is connected to a missing person case. But things changed. I'm no longer welcome in Tom Day, thanks to her.
3: So if I were you, I would stop asking questions and leave Tom Day,
2: okay? This has cast doubt on everything else she said to me. And let's not forget how she landed on our radar in the first place.
4: Listen, you need to arrest the mayor, okay? She killed my girlfriend.
2: The original call Jimmy made during the hostage situation at the bank. This is the reason I came to Tom Day. Jimmy is Rhoda's only child, and we know she's always been very protective of him.
3: Jimmy's my entire world, really. He's my special little guy.
6: Ah... <laughs> oh.
2: And we know Rhoda has issues with outsiders, people who aren't from Tom Day, whether they're potential investors.
6: And to hell with everyone else, okay? We have Tom Day in our veins.
2: Or Jimmy's dad.
1: Because I wasn't from there, I just didn't fit in. Because I wasn't a Tom day
2: And if you believe all this, it isn't hard to imagine how Rhoda would not look favorably upon Melissa. Melissa was the embodiment of Rhoda's nightmare. An outsider who was going to take away her son. The person she cares the most about in the world.
1: That town's, you know, her, her entire world. That and Jimmy.
2: So if this is all true and Rhoda lied to me about where she was when Jimmy was at the bank, was she actually doing something nefarious during the hostage situation? Was she hiding a body? But if I'm being honest, I don't think her brain works that literally. I don't think anyone's does. I doubt Rhoda would see Melissa as a formidable opponent, someone who would pose a threat to her and her family. She might have killer instincts to succeed in politics, but I don't think she's an actual killer. We don't even have any evidence that she knew Melissa existed before the hostage situation at the bank. It is possible though, if she was involved, it was in covering for Jimmy.
6: Are you feeling guilty about what you did? No, I didn't do anything. That's right. You don't admit to anything, okay? You you don't talk about it. This is
2: footage from a visit Rhoda made to Jimmy in prison.
6: You're getting out of here soon. We're going to deal with this privately. All right. Okay, Ma, don't be so mean to
2: me. not And the reason Rhoda has been protecting Jimmy is because I think Jimmy killed Melissa. That's Theory 4. We know Jimmy has lied several times in the course of this story. He claimed his mother killed Melissa, but then he said he made the whole thing up and he didn't even know Melissa. Do you know Melissa Turner?
4: Uh, no. Why
2: did you say you did?
4: I made it up.
2: But we now know Melissa commented on a number of Jimmy's YouTube videos, and several people confirmed that they knew each other.
0: Yes, Melissa knew Jimmy. They were friends. I think Jimmy maybe thought they were closer than they really were, but they definitely... You know, they were tight, though.
2: The fact that Jimmy lied about knowing her is a big red flag for me. It doesn't make him guilty of murder, but it definitely makes it seem like he has something to hide. And it makes me want to keep digging. Jimmy doesn't seem violent when you meet him. He's shy and easily intimidated. But all that doesn't mean he's not violent. For one thing, he's constantly holding people hostage.
6: Once every six months or so, he stages some sort of hostage situation. He's held
1: the library hostage, post office hostage. He held the ice cream hostage.
2: That's certainly troubling. And it's more serious than anyone in town is willing to acknowledge.
1: But I think Jimmy just did it for the attention.
2: They just act like it's a weird quirk of his, but he's definitely a loose cannon.
4: You step one foot near this building, and you know what? I just might feel everybody here full of bullets. Oh my God.
2: So, let's put together a bit of a timeline. Melissa Turner was last seen in Riddle, Idaho, on the morning of Wednesday, June 7th, 2017. At that time, Jimmy was in Tom Day, a five-hour drive away. It's possible they could have met somewhere in the middle. Or she could have come to Tom Day. And then maybe something happened that made Jimmy angry. Esmeralda, one of the members of their online smell community, said that they were planning to open an incense business in Portland.
0: And I don't want to say she was leading him on. I mean, I think he had ideas to start this business and his imagination got the best of him and she maybe never directly said, hey, this is a dumb idea, you're on your own, bud.
2: Well, maybe she came to Tom Day to discuss it and for whatever reason she backed out. And Jimmy couldn't take it. He had been planning for months to start a new life in a new city, doing something he was passionate about with the woman he loved. And then she told him it was over, and he lost his temper and killed her. Maybe. Or maybe it was just plain jealousy.
1: Uh, yeah, Melissa. I remember Jimmy was obsessed with her, and she was kind of obsessed with me.
2: Maybe Jimmy found out that Melissa had slept with other members of the community, and he lost it. That's a lot of maybes, but listen to how he sounded during some parts of that 911 call from the bank the day after Melissa's disappearance.
4: I'm just really sorry for all the pain that I've caused, you know, to everyone. And, uh. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, Jimmy. That's... I need to
4: be a man and face up to what I've done.
1: Jimmy, what are you. What are you talking about? Oh, God, what a waste of life. D- Jimmy?
4: <laughs>
1: Stay with me here.
4: I did something really, really bad. <clears throat> you want your shoot?
2: No, I'm okay. I don't need a t- Don't listen to this. Of course, he could have just been talking about the hostage situation. Or was it something more? I'm going to play one more clip.
4: You know, someone the other day asked me, like, if there's a scent that you use when, you know, things are out of control or messed up and, and and bad things are happening. Like, is there a scent that kind of calms you down? And
2: This is a video from Jimmy's YouTube channel. It was posted the day after Melissa was last seen, right before the hostage situation and at the bank.
4: I've been working on this vanilla scent, and, you know, I thought thought it was, was going to be good, but then um, it just turned out just bitter and...
2: He's not the charismatic version of himself we usually see in his videos. Something's changed. He's wild-eyed, and he looks like he's been crying.
4: And there's this, there's a scent to that, and it's it's almost like this scent of destruction, and it's on me, and it's on other people, and...
2: This is really the last video Jimmy ever posted.
4: You can't just open a window and then it wafts away. You know, after you close that window, it's still there. It's, it's just like... It's not your fault, and and, and I'm a good person.
2: It seemed like he was trying to say something, but couldn't bring himself to do it. What? Good person. Maybe a confession. I just, uh...
4: I might not be making videos for a while.
2: I thought that's where this story was going to end. I had my four theories, but they were just that. Theories. I didn't have any leads. I didn't know where to go from here. I was stuck. But then, I got a call from Jimmy.
4: Hello? Hi, Gwen. Hi, it's Jimmy. Jimmy Klein from when we we talked at my house and I questioned in front of you and uh, and the mayor's son and... Yeah. Jimmy from prison. You're doing that documentary about me. Do you remember? Yes, Jimmy. Yeah, I know who you are. Are you? Are you okay? What's going on? <sighs> yeah, I'm fine. It's just, I'm in a bit of a hostage situation again. I started it, and I've got a nail gun, and it's kind of hectic in okay. here right now. You working here? I think, Jimmy, I'm not I... working here. I'm I'm taking this place hostage, so you can come in, but you're gonna be a hostage.
2: Next time on this
5: sound serious. We can't just go waltzing into the mayor's backyard just looking through her stuff without a search warrant.
4: Yeah, well I just called you because it's the only way that I could kind of speak to you alone, you know? You're gonna open up a 55 gallon drum in the dark?
6: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.